Welcome to SSDP Radio, the official broadcast of UConn's Students for Sensible Drug Policy. I'm Tyler Scott. And I'm Vicki Chulinski. Keep it here for the next half hour on 91.7 WHUS. everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is UConn Students for Sensible Drug Policy Radio. Uh, sorry about the two-week hiatus we've been on on account of our Northeast Regional Conference and, of course, uh, you know, thesis writing and stuff like that. Today is a little bit of a like bittersweet and interesting episode. Uh, it is the last episode that I will be hosting on. Um, it may very well be the last Students for Sensible Drug Policy Radio episode at WHUS. Uh, you'll have to tune in in the fall to see if uh, they carry on the torch, and that may very well happen. But interestingly enough, you know, I'm, I'm graduating and moving on to bigger and better projects, and that's kind of what this episode is all about. This is kind of a transitionary episode into the work that I'm very excited and grateful to have the opportunity to do with, with uh, our guests for this week, uh, Rochelle Young and Sam Tracy, 
and they're kind of, we're kind of doing like an announcement sort of radio show transition show. This is very exciting stuff, and I think uh, with that said, I'm going to go into the interview. So, hey, Rochelle, Sam, thanks for being here. Howdy, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having us, Tyler. Cool. So before we get into like the big announcement, kind of the you know the whole like pull the curtain reveal sort of thing, do you folks want to introduce yourselves? Uh, talk about like who you are, what you do, where you are, and maybe a little bit of uh, a plug for SSDP and how that's uh, fit into your life path or influenced you in any way? Yeah, sure thing. So, um, yeah, for all of our listeners, I'm actually a UConn grad myself. I was uh, a student from 2009 to 2013, and I actually did also have a show on WHUS back in the day. At the time, it was called The Powers That Be, and it was when I was the student government president, and uh, me and the vice president, Lindsay Chiapa, had a, a WHUS show in order to keep people up to date what was going on. And, uh, and actually going in with that, the reason that I was the USG president is because I was actually the president of UConn SSDP right before that. And I ran essentially as an SSDP candidate to change a lot of things about drug policy on campus along with a lot of other issues. And so now I've been uh, out for a couple of years. I'm now working at Forefront Advisors, which is a uh, marijuana consulting firm. Essentially dispensaries hire us in order to help get them licenses and then help them operate. And so now we've got an uh, exciting new thing to talk about today. And I am Rochelle Young. Um, I'm based in Washington, D.C. I've never been to Connecticut before in my life, <laughs> but I'm very excited to be starting this new radio show with Sam and Tyler. What I do currently is I'm the government affairs manager for uh, a law firm called Vicente Cedarberg. If you've never heard of that law firm before, they were actually one of the key players behind legalization in Colorado in 2012. So I'm very excited to be working with them. I actually was a law clerk for Vicente Cedarberg back when I was in law school and an SSDP member. So SSDP has been a huge part of my life and especially my professional career as well. Um, I was kind of interested in marijuana and drug policy reform as a college student, but was not super involved until um, I got to law school and working kind of more in the criminal defense realm, realized that marijuana laws were just really, really outrageous. <laughs> and that I was more interested in changing those laws than, the, than to keep trying to get people out of jail for violating these like ridiculous laws. So I formed an SSDB chapter. It, I guess, predictably was really, really well received in hippie Mecca, Boulder, Colorado, um, where I went to law school. And uh, that same year, I had the privilege of working with the campaign to legalize marijuana in Colorado. After I graduated law school, I was a legislative analyst for the Marijuana Policy Project, which is what I was doing until very recently. And now I'm working with more cannabis business clients, kind of like Sam. Cool. So I think at this point, uh, we'll have like a small drum roll. <laughs> and um, But I think it's time for the big curtain reveal. Uh, uh, do you folks want to introduce the, the project that you two are working on? And Yeah. So the brand new project, as uh, Rochelle alluded to, is a new radio show slash podcast. And it's going to be called This Week in Drugs. And the basics about it is that it's going to be about all things drugs and drug policy. So both going into the legal and policy side of things, dabbling a little bit into like the science and public health aspects, and then even going into some history and current events and everything too. That sounds awesome. Um, so does This Week in Drugs have sort of like a, a brief mission statement, overarching goal? Um, you know, wh what are you two kind of envisioning with this project? 
Yeah. So the, the broad idea behind This Week in Drugs is just to be a really great source for educating the public about broad drugs and drug policy. Because we, we talk about marijuana policies in the news so much nowadays, and it's actually even getting to the point that a large majority of the public does think that marijuana uh, should at least be decriminalized, and even a majority is in support of legalization now. But a lot of the times we leave all of these other drugs behind in these conversations instead of talking about the broader war on drugs. And so we think a, a big step towards ending the war on drugs, which is what our goal is coming from Students for Sensible Drug Policy and our drug reform backgrounds. And the best way to start doing that is by making everyone a lot more familiar with them. And it makes it them a lot harder to demonize. And it makes people adopt much more pragmatic policies in the long run. Our hope with the show is to build on the momentum that marijuana policy reform is experiencing right now, um, which Sam already alluded to. You know, marijuana policy reform is all over the news these days. I mean, just in the past couple of decades, we have completely flipped society's opinion on marijuana policy and how marijuana users should be treated. Um, and I think we're in a really unique place in history right now as far as drug policy, where we can take the same arguments that are becoming intuitive to people as far as reforming marijuana laws and then using that to make the same arguments for other drugs and other drug users. Because unfortunately, one of the things that is happening on the side with marijuana policy reform is that these other drugs and other drug users are getting thrown under the bus. Um, so we just want to show that Overall, not just as far as marijuana goes, but for all drugs, the focus should really be on how this is a public health issue rather than a criminal justice issue. We also bring our SSDP philosophy to the show by neither condemning nor condoning drug use and just trying to present drugs and the science behind drugs in a way as possible. So if you guys could talk about, you know, what brought you to the project, you know, kind of what led up to the development of this idea and kind of like, you know, maybe some of the flashpoint. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, yeah, this actually kind of originated with this other side project that I was working on and still am, but it's, it's called Decrim Works. And the idea is that it's, it's sort of a public education organization that's focused on educating people on the benefits of the decriminalization of drug possession, kind of like what's been done in Portugal and a few other countries. So since, yeah, Tyler, you and I were talking about that and we're coming to the idea of creating this podcast since it really is at the core of it, as I was saying before, just that educating people about drugs and making them a lot harder to demonize is the first step towards making people adopt these new policies. And so this also is at the, the time in my life that I am working on the, these new side projects like Decrim Works and This Week in Drugs. It, it is partly because um, I was on the board of directors for the Students for Sensible Drug Policy National Organization for the past about two and a half years. Uh, and that just wrapped up. My uh, term expired in the end of September, I think it was. And so I've been a, a, quite a few months out there now and I'm starting to, to get that itch for drug policy reform, which I don't necessarily have too much in my day job now that I'm working in the industry which is still a lot of fun, but it's just quite not the same. So now I'm really excited to be getting back into the thick of things and working on uh, policy a lot more. And Rochelle, where do, where do you fit into this story? Well, very similarly to Sam, well, I guess to go back to the beginning, Sam and you, Tyler, started developing this project before I was involved. And one day Sam approached me with this idea, told me 
about his idea for the show, what the goals were going to be and wanting to educate more people about other non-marijuana drugs and drug policy reform. And I was so psyched because in my position formerly as legislative analyst for the Marijuana Policy Project, I got to talk about marijuana policy day in and day out, but it was so frustrating because there's so many other important drug-related reforms that are going on throughout the country right now that were just not part of my professional life that I also really wanted to be able to educate more legislators about, educate more activists about who are already interested in marijuana policy. So this is a perfect platform for that. And in addition to that piece, like Sam, I'm now you know, have moved from the advocacy nonprofit realm to a more private interest business kind of position. And I definitely want to stick to my activist roots. So this gives me a really fun place to discuss the more activism and advocacy side of the drug policy movement. So with this upcoming release, you know, what can folks expect to be tuning in and hearing out of This Week in Drugs? So at the beginning of each episode, we'll go over weekly news and forecast um, developments in drug policy and whenever, not just drug policy reform, but when incidents involving different types of drugs and news comes up, we'll be going over those. And as far as the forecast, if there are committee hearings or panels that we'd like our listeners to tune into that we think would be really interesting for them. We'll let them know about those big events coming up as well. And then each week we will spend some time discussing a drug of the week, delving into its origins, history, a little bit of science background, legal status, current use, and again, uh, recent news or trends surrounding those drugs. And we're not limiting ourselves to illicit illegal drugs either. We're going to be talking about some more common substances that people consume in their day-to-day lives that aren't necessarily what you think of when you hear the word drugs. And then finally, we'll be wrapping up each episode with a roundtable discussion in which we'll invite expert guests to weigh in on a specific policy issue that we are interested in discussing. Yeah, so for this first episode, as Rochelle was kind of alluding to there, the first drug of the week is actually going to be alcohol, just because that is the most widely used drug in our culture, as far as recreational drugs go, at least. And we think it really sets the tone really well, just because as we're talking about as drug policy reformers, a lot of the time, the lessons that we take from alcohol prohibition can be applied so well to the current war on drugs. And people think it's such a no brainer that banning alcohol won't fix a lot of the problems that we have with alcohol in society, and it will cause all these other issues. But then they don't think about that when we think about current drug prohibition. And so that's going to set the tone really well there. And then that's actually going to lead us into our roundtable discussion is going to be all about decriminalization. And so kind of talking how this project sprang out of decrim works, but is now kind of taken on something of its own, but is still kind of based in that entire philosophy. It also ties in well because alcohol prohibition was actually uh, more like what decriminalization is being advocated for today in terms of drug possession actually wasn't illegal. It was just the commercial sales and everything that was. And so what we have today in the war on drugs is actually significantly more criminal than what we had during uh, alcohol prohibition. And that's going to be a roundtable discussion, which will feature a few really amazing guests. But one of them we were actually thinking that we would uh, drop today. So for Shell, if you'd be interested in sharing with the listeners who it's going to be. 
Yeah, we're very excited to announce our first guest panelist for this week in drugs. It'll be Major Neil Franklin, Executive Director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. For those people who haven't had the honor of uh, meeting or hearing Neil yet, he was a longtime Maryland state trooper. He worked in the undercover narcotics division before becoming a training instructor with the Maryland State Police. He's had so much experience from the law enforcement side with drug prohibition, and he will be able to speak for himself and explain how he is seen as um, one of the top cops in Maryland, how drug prohibition has not worked. And we're very excited to have him on. He is just an incredible speaker, and we hope that he'll be able to enlighten all of us about some of these other drug policies. That's so exciting. So do you guys want to talk about maybe, you know, what are, you know, if this if this project is wildly successful beyond your, you know, most fantastical dreams, what are some kind of like long-term goals, uh, you know, reach goals, things that you're shooting for the stars for with this? Yeah. So, I mean, if this does end up being really successful, at first, we're really just hoping to build up a really large fan base. And at first, getting people that are identifying as, you know, kind of hardcore drug policy reformers. But then we really do want to reach the broader public and have people that aren't necessarily too interested in uh, the broader uh, drug war and everything yet, but trying to bring along a lot of the enthusiasm that we have now for marijuana policy reform and bring that to the broader war on drugs. Just because, as we were saying before with the origins of this podcast, that it's based around there's so many different marijuana podcasts and stuff out there right now, but not too many about the broader drug policy reform movement. And so if we do get wildly successful, hopefully we'll be able to translate that into a lot of uh, changes in public opinion about these reform policies, just because right now it's still huge majorities of people are uh, do support criminalizing a lot of these so-called harder drugs like heroin and cocaine and everything. And so we do want to help to see the tide of public opinion shift, but then also make sure that we, we keep the same kind of momentum that we've seen with marijuana legalization, keep going even after marijuana is federally legalized. That's such a good answer, Sam. I was just going to say that we wanted to get famous and end the war on drugs. (laughs) Getting famous, too, would be awesome. That's the bite-sized version of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe those are are too too wild of dreams. (laughs) But yeah, like Sam said, uh, there's so much support for marijuana policy reform right now. And we just want to be able to show people that the sensible policies that we are advocating for in the marijuana movement can be analogized to other drugs and other drug users as well. And that people who are using other drugs, you know, recreationally or whether they have um, addiction issues with those drugs, they shouldn't be demonized and that there should be more health resources available to Um, drug users who need it rather than incarceration as the quote-unquote solution to this quote-unquote problem. (laughs) I think it'd be really exciting if we got to the point where we could bring on guests to the show who are not exclusively opinion leaders within the drug policy reform movement and rather bring on, you know, opinion leaders who are more widely recognized Personally, I think it'd be really cool to have uh, Michelle Alexander or David Simon of The Wire 
weigh in on these issues. Um, I think both of them are on the record saying that marijuana legalization is a distraction from the more pressing concerns of the larger war on drugs. Um, so I'd love to hear from them wh- how they feel um, other drug policies should be treated. Yeah, and piggybacking off of that, I totally agree with Rochelle in that I do want to start expanding our guest list to people outside of the reform movement. And I just think it would be really great if uh, we can get to the point in which we're interviewing actual lawmakers and elected officials and everything, too. I'm really holding out hope that eventually of getting uh, Connecticut Governor Dan Malloy on just because uh, while I was interning in the legislature, he pushed through the marijuana decriminalization bill that's uh, now the law of the land in Connecticut. And that's been such a uh, beneficial policy for the state. And he really championed it really boldly and was able to get it through without too much fuss. And uh, that was really impressive. And he's spoken in defense of it uh, on a lot of major news networks now. And so it'd be really great to have him on the show in order to talk about all the changes he's made in the state. And recently, he's been working on uh, other criminal justice like policy reform in the state as well, talking about like other mm-hmm. drug offenses, removing mandatory minimums. I think he's calling it the Second Chance Initiative. Um, yeah. There's actually uh, we were contacted. UConn SSTP was contacted by a, a high school group called Students for a Second Chance Society, who got really amped about that whole like reform package. And I know they're starting Whoa. to do some stuff around the state. Um, I haven't heard back from them recently, but uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely generating a lot of buzz. And that would be like really cool to to get those folks on and and uh, and I agree I think I think Governor Dan Malloy is an amazing like reach guest to to hope for. So with all that, I think we've uh, sort of dropped about as much teaser information as people can probably consume in one go. Um, do we want to talk about logistics where people can find you folks and listen to you more uh, and when they can do so? Yeah, so you can actually find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for This Week in Drugs, and we'll be there. And we've actually also got an email account, just thisweekindrugs at gmail.com. Awesome, fantastic. And do we have a tentative release date when people can expect to uh, start seeing some uh, podcasting activity? So starting this summer, on July 12th, we'll be releasing weekly podcasts, um, This Week in Drugs, and... Uh, beginning next semester, uh, you can find us right here on WHUS uh, every week discussing a new drug. So like Sam said, follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and we'll be posting regular updates so that you guys can follow along. Awesome. Great. And then are there any final thoughts from either of you uh, or else other than that? I think we've really covered it all. Nailed yeah, it. we're re- really excited to bring uh, news and updates about drugs and drug policy to you guys. We'll see you next next fall. That sounds like a wrap. Uh, thanks for tuning in for uh, thanks for tuning in to Students for Sensible Drug Policy Radio here on ninety one seven WHUS Stores, your talk alternative.
This has been SSDB Radio, the official broadcast of UConn Students for Sensible Drug Policy on WHUS stores. We'll be back next week, Thursday at 10.30 a.m., but until then, keep up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash SSDP, or check us out on Instagram at UConn underscore SSDP. If you'd like to jump in right away, come to our meetings on Thursdays in room 134 in row CUE from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay sensible. Bye.